0: Support for This Is Love comes from BetterHelp Online Therapy. If I had an extra hour each day, I might spend it just being still and reading. No phone anywhere in sight. Figuring out what feels good isn't always easy. Therapy can help you suss out what is most important and make the time for it. And BetterHelp can make that entire process convenient and painless. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Is Love today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash This Is Love.
1: Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair all delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, $10 minimum order, additional terms apply.
0: How does she get them to eat her? Do they just know this instinctually that- They know this instinctually.
1: She is inviting them. She's asking them to do this and this is her sacrifice for her youngsters.
2: I think I'd, I knew that I liked you more than friends, kind of thing. Um, but I'd slightly thought, oh, it's kind of maybe now or never.
3: We probably both looked a lot like miniature fathers, <laughs> and
1: <laughs> we still sort of are.
4: I heard that song. I heard that ascending
1: dee di
4: <laughs> <laughs> And there it was, this this prairie warbler, and it stopped me in my in my tracks. It has something special in the way that sort of penetrates in
5: your body and gets to your soul. It's um, very emotional, it makes it very emotional. I had just moved 2,300 miles away from home and left everyone I'd known, my whole family, friends, everyone I'd ever known, to be here for this guy so I couldn't let this start like this and he turns to walk away and I said excuse me Prince he turned back around he said yeah and I stuck out my right hand and I said I'm Susan Rogers and then he, he got that look on his face like he's about to laugh but he was really solemn and he said he stuck out his hand and he shook my hand and he said I'm Prince Five years ago on Valentine's
0: Day we started a show about the ways we're connected to each other Today, we're catching up with some of the people we've spoken to. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Hello? Gerald, can you hear me? I can. Hi, Gerald, it's Phoebe. How are you?
6: Hello, Phoebe, and a happy new year.
0: In 2020, we spoke with Gerald Stratford and his partner Elizabeth. Gerald, who was 72, had recently become very popular on Twitter because of his posts about his garden, especially his posts about growing very large vegetables, or as he puts it, big veg. The episode was called Cheers, which is how Gerald signs every tweet.
6: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice word, isn't it? You know... It's almost like saying, smile. Smile, please.
0: Here is part of our conversation from 2020. Will you read me a couple of the tweets that you've put out recently, what they've said? Uh, one
6: moment. Now, what shall I do with this big boy celery?
0: Will you describe the, the, the picture for me in, the, in that tweet?
6: It was me dressed in my... My normal gardening gear. Um, I always like to smile. You know, it's no good having a miserable face if somebody's taking a photograph, is it?
0: You're wearing suspenders?
6: Oh, yes. I, I wear suspenders all the time. I do like fashion. I I like, even when I'm gardening, Why why shouldn't I be smart?
0: When we called Gerald this January, he told us that since we last spoke, he'd actually been featured in a fashion ad for Gucci.
6: That all happened out of the blue, and following that, um, the fashion um, company Alexander McQueen have used me, and I, I, I do. When I'm doing various little videos of me and my garden, I wear some of their clothing.
0: Oh, so you get to keep the 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 Gucci and the Alexander McQueen clothing?
6: Oh, not not Gucci, but McQueen. <laughs> also, only a few weeks ago, we took on a rescue dog, a little Cairn Terrier called Bilbo Baggins. Oh. He, he's an old dog. He's 10 years old, but he's so nice. He, he's lovely, isn't he, Liz? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I hope he likes vegetables, because it seems like there's a lot in his future.
6: Oh, he, he eats anything, to be honest.
0: <laughs>
6: yeah, He's just raised his head when I said food. <laughs> he's down by my feet now. <laughs>
0: Gerald also told us that he's written a gardening book called Big Veg and that he's still posting pictures of his vegetables. Has anything changed about what types of things you're posting since we talked last?
6: Um, a little bit. People seem to be, at times, interested in what we wear.
0: So it's it's a it's more I about eat, <laughs> it's more about your clothing now.
6: But no, it will never overtake my gardening. Most people just like me and my vegetables and and Elizabeth.
0: How is Elizabeth?
6: Fine. She's sitting next door to me.
0: How, what does she think hi, of? Baby. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? What do you think of this? Gerald being a fashion model now and, and, and how.
6: (laughs) Yes, it's, um, I don't know. It's crazy. (laughs) But, but he's enjoying it. So I'm enjoying it as well.
0: It sounds to me like you're, you're still happiest when you're just out there with your vegetables.
6: Yes, I think, I think so. I mean, I just, well, we both just love gardening. I, I'm quite happy to spend the rest of my life in my garden. I don't need holidays or anything, and I think Gerald's the same. We'd rather be gardening than anything else.
0: Tell, tell me your advice, both of you. For people, it's about to be spring, and people are going to start thinking about planning a garden, and, and maybe they've never done it before, but this is the year. What advice do you have for them?
6: Right. I would recommend if you're new to gardening to don't be frightened to have a go. And don't try and grow too much. Sometimes you can go to a a garden centre or a shop where you buy your seeds and get carried away by all the the pretty things on the packet you come home with much too much and it can get in the way of your enjoyment. Uh, Start off with something simple like, you know, uh, radish. You know, I love radish. It was the first thing I ever grew when I was a nipper. And I've been growing them ever since. But a 10-litre bucket of compost. And you just make some holes in the compost with your finger, no more than one inch deep, and just drop a seed in each one, and within seven to ten days you will see them start to grow, and within twenty eight days you can be a pull one and eat it
0: and you don't need a big yard, you could do this if even if on your front stoop
6: even. Yes, you could do in a small area. You know, I love I love all veg. But you know <laughs> I just I would be lost if I couldn't grow a radish.
0: Well I I hope both of you have such a good productive spring and I'm so glad to hear that you're both well and it was so nice to talk to you again.
6: Thank you very much, much. And whatever happens, we will enjoy the journey.
0: Last year, we spoke with musician and writer Dessa. About an experiment she had planned to try to fall out of love. Here's part of that episode. I felt like I had
3: tried sort of all of the traditional interventions, you know, inserting kind of social distance between myself and this former partner, doing other stuff that I liked. You know, I traveled a lot, I just moved my body very far away <laughs> from that person. And it still it still lingered, you know, and in a way that really hurt. And so I decided to see if there was a way that I could make, that I could force quit the program. Like, was there anything that I could do to get the love out of me? And I thought, well, if my love is living or is expressed in certain regions of my brain, like maybe I can snuff it out somehow with a neurological
0: intervention. Dessa tried out an experimental therapy called neurofeedback, to retrain her brain. And at the end of the experiment, she says she did feel different. I felt like
3: I still had lingering sadness. I still had all sorts of complicated feelings that accrue over the course of a long relationship, you know? But it just, it wasn't as, um, I wasn't as fixated, I guess. It just took up like less of my field of vision There was room for other other things and feelings, and the pain and anger didn't feel like they were so, so overwhelming. When they had been, they had felt really overwhelming, really just the pain had been (laughs) really intense, and I was embarrassed about that. Like, everybody else can get over a failed romance. This is ridiculous that it's messing with your quality of life to this
5: degree.
0: Towards the end of that conversation, we asked her what her love life was like on the other side of her experiment. She said then that she was single, but excited to date. We last spoke, you know, over a year ago. Uh, how have you been?
3: Man, I think the last um, the last calendar year, if plotted on a line graph, would be a little rollercoasting, some ups and some challenging moments. But... At this moment, the start of the new year 2023, I'm feeling really good.
0: Well, what's been what what's been going on? Just uh,
3: life. Yeah, just life, sure, but also working on some new music, which, you know, lends a, a bit of a sense of purpose and some direction. And met a dude. Really? I did. Yeah. Who? How, how? Tell me about it. How, who is he? How is he? <laughs> um, I met him a few years ago, actually, when I was on tour in Beijing. And I liked him immediately, and I think he liked me immediately. But it took a long time for us to land in the same country. And so he is now living in the U.S., and... Yeah, we reconnected in the past few months, so that in part, uh, that mostly is probably responsible for the the sunniness of this
0: current update. Have you talked about the experiment with him?
3: I think at this point in my in my kind of career slash life or whatever, like I know that that is one of the first hits in a Google search. So, it is usually the case that if I'm like going on some, you know, a serious date with with a dude, um, that they will have seen it. Yeah.
0: So, so he knows, he know, you know, sometimes when you're beginning a, a new relationship, people are like, well, tell me about the relationship you've been in the past. And are you really over them? You know, worries yeah, and things. Right. But it's all on the table now. It is. And I mean,
3: I think in some ways, it's also just like a function of age, right? It's like, there's also just like, clear indications of you know the life we lived before. I mean at this, you know, I'm 41, so it's like you know people have divorces <laughs> and children like there's there is undeniable evidence of of big lasting loves, right? In the rear view for most people.
0: Any other updates? I mean, you you seem you're working, you have this relationship, anything else? Yeah, um
3: to be honest, that's like, you know, after after the couple years that, that we've had post-pandemic, working and being in a relationship sounds like a pretty damn big win.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Did you know only 12% of Americans are metabolically healthy? Crazy thing to hear,
7: right? But it's part of the reason why Nature's Sunshine is here to help you upgrade your wellness with simple daily additions that work to fuel your body with the nutrition it needs and may not be getting. For more than 50 years, Nature's Sunshine has been harnessing the healing power that mother nature has to offer. Their new power line focuses on providing you with superfood and whole food nutrition to support your metabolic health. From their Power Greens that has over 200 plant-based nutrients and two full servings of veggies for gut health and daily focus, to their Power Beats for better performance and enhanced blood flow that you feel immediately. Not to mention their Power Meal, which contains 25 grams of premium plant-based protein, gut-friendly fiber, and a powerful mushroom blend for immunity. This entire power line will support you in feeling your best by giving your body the nutrition it needs. The power products work synergistically when taken together, but are also great on their own. Plus, the full line is vegetarian, gluten-free, and non-GMO with no added sugar. And when you subscribe and thrive, you'll save each month and enjoy free shipping. Get 30% off the power line for a limited time. Use the code POWER30. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com.
0: In 2021, we spoke with Betty Reed Soskin about her decision to become a park ranger at 85. She'd been involved in the planning of the Rosie the Riveter World War II Homefront National Historic Park in Richmond, California, where she lives. Betty Reed Soskin said that while the park was being planned, it occurred to her that, quote, no one else in the room realized that the story of Rosie the Riveter was a white woman's story. During the war, Betty Reed Soskin had worked at the Boilermakers Shipbuilders Union. I was working in a union hall that was decidedly
5: for black people. The war had come, but racial integration had not.
0: She said... What gets remembered is a function of who's in the room doing the remembering. When the park was done, she was hired as a ranger. I do feel as if I am doing what I was intended to do. I absolutely adore the road. Did I play in the park? It would be my role, I guess, as long as I'm living. In September, she turned 101. When we called her recently, we started by asking how she celebrated last year for her hundredth birthday.
8: Oh, that was that was absolutely
5: wonderful. I celebrated by being surprised. <laughs> There is a school that renamed named for me. It's a middle school.
8: It was renamed on my birthday, and it, it it's
0: the most wonderful thing you've ever heard. <laughs> that's quite
5: an honor. Yes, yeah, that really that really turned out to be an honor. I didn't really realize. How much that would mean because it does toss me into the next the next decade at least.
0: Betty Reed Soskin Middle School is in El Sobrante Valley in California. Are you still involved with the park? Yes. I'm doing one
8: one visit a week with with people gathered. Do you hear me? Talk. I don't know why they would do that, but they,
5: but they do.
0: <laughs> well, I bet they like to hear what you have to say. They seem to want to. In 2016, a scientist spotted a very rare left-coiling snail in his garden, and he knew just who to send it to, Angus Davison. Angus Davison is a geneticist at the University of Nottingham in the UK, and he had been looking for a snail whose shell coiled counterclockwise for 20 years. Angus named the snail Jeremy and began a worldwide search to find Jeremy a mate. He wanted to study the genetics of their offspring, but there is a problem. Left-coiling snails can only mate with other left-coiling snails. Here's Angus from our 2018
2: conversation. But of course, this snail is a one in a million. So how on earth do I find another? You know, I've never seen one in 20 years. Do I have to wait another 20 years to find another one?
0: He took some photos of Jeremy and put them online. And then the BBC picked up the story and asked the public for help finding a mate for Jeremy. That's how Angus heard from a woman in Ipswich, named Jade Melton, who identified herself as a snail enthusiast.
9: I currently have over 150, but at one point it was over 300. I keep them scattered all over the place, really. I have, most of them are upstairs, and I have the nursery downstairs, which obviously, the baby snails. You put a couple of pieces of grass in the... the... I tend to feed mine lettuce... That um, romaine lettuce seems to be their absolute
0: favorite. Jade sent Angus a left-coiling snail that she found. She'd named it Lefty. But Lefty and Jeremy didn't seem to want a mate. And then Angus heard from someone else with another potential mate for Jeremy, a man in Mallorca named Miguel Ángel Salome, who farms snails which he then serves in his restaurant. Do you like snails? Yes, I love them.
9: <laughs> so I found in my snail farm a left-handed snail, which I called Tomeu, a typical Majorcan name.
2: So I put Jeremy with Lefty again, nothing happened. I put Jeremy with Tomeu again, nothing happened. And
0: that's when it became obvious. No one was interested in Jeremy.
2: Lefty the snail mated with Tomyu the snail and poor old Jeremy got left out uh, literally from the from the love triangle
0: but eventually after Angus orchestrated a mini hibernation for Jeremy Jeremy and Tomomeu mated and Tomou produced eggs that hatched into 56 tiny snails but every single one was right coiling When we last spoke, you were waiting to see if any of the descendants of Jeremy would also be left coiling. Um, Have there been any new left coiling snails?
2: Um, In the offspring of Jeremy the snail, and the many thousands of snails that we raised since then, none of them were left coiling. So over, I think it was between 2017 and 2020 we bred maybe i had maybe 10,000 snails in the lab probably more than that none of them were left coiling we needed to breed several generations of snails to show or to test whether it was an inherited condition and everything indicated that it was not an inherited condition that made jeremy the snail a left coiling snail it was just i suppose you could say a developmental accident so you know in a sense that's quite a disappointing result for me as a geneticist but as a consequence of the media, the publicity all around Jeremy the snail, we have since got some French snails of the same type, and they are producing left-coiling offspring. So none of them are direct descendants of Jeremy, but you could say that, in a sense, Jeremy enabled us to get to that point.
0: What is it, if it's not, if it's not genetics? What is making you have these mm. left-coiling snails now?
2: There are two different ways in which you might get a left-coiling snail. One would involve genetics, and one would involve an accident. And what I think happened with Jeremy the snail, ordinarily in in the very first few cell divisions during a snail's life, you get a clockwise twist, and that makes a clockwise snail in in the end. And just sometimes something might go wrong, I don't know, maybe it's a bit too cold or a bit too hot, and you end up getting an anti-clockwise twist of those cells. So nothing genetic at all. But because of the way snails develop, that will end up making a left-coiling snail. So it's different, but it's not an inherited condition.
0: Angus says he published his initial set of findings, and that he listed the people who had answered his call to help find a mate for Jeremy as co-authors. So Jade and Miguel Angel are now published authors.
2: They are, yes, yeah.
0: Have you spoken to them?
2: I'm in particular. I'm in touch with uh, Jade, especially over social media. Uh, I haven't really heard from Miguel Ankel. We we returned the sh- the shell to him. I believe if you ask him, he may well have it in a in a glass box in his restaurant in Mallorca, proudly displayed. I think.
0: And and what about Jeremy?
2: So Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy's DNA is in my freezer. Um, Jeremy's shell is on my desk. It's still it's on one your of desk. Those yeah, <laughs> I don't quite know what you know. Jeremy is, is kind of you know something that's you know yeah did have a big impact upon my life and, and let me do enabled me to do lots of really interesting things. So yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't quite know, quite know what to do with it. I think at some point, possibly we you know we might. Uh, I think it's quite likely we'll donate the shell to a museum, if they if they wish to have it as kind of a as a curiosity for other people to look at.
0: When we spoke with Angus. He told us that he was just about to head out on a trip to study left-coiling snails in Hawaii. Is Hawaii a good place for snails?
2: Yes, Hawaii is an amazing place for snails. So in the United Kingdom, which is, you know, not a big island, but a reasonably big island, we have about 100 species of snail and slug. But most of those are also found in Europe, and so they're not endangered, and they're they're really common. But on Hawaii, on the Hawaiian Islands, which which are much smaller in area than the U.K., you have about, or oh, you had about seven hundred and fifty different species of snail and slug. I mean, it's not a bad place to have to go. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wacky Hello, <laughs> it's not a bad place to go.
0: Should people send you send you the snails if they find one in their garden? Would you would you like it if, if people sent one your <laughs> well, way? Well, I
2: st- I still do get them those requests. I think more, if people are interested, I mean, if people are interested in snails, I hope they are, then. First off, just, you know, it's so easy on a phone these days to take a picture. Send me a picture and I'll comment on it. You know, that's that's very lucky for them if they find them. So, you know, I should say I have still never found a left coiling garden snail myself. <laughs> so I've been working on these, these snails for 20 years and I still haven't found one myself. I've got them bred in the lab, but I have not found one in the wild myself.
0: Is it good luck to find a left coiler, do you think?
2: <laughs> I think it would be, yeah. I, well, I, whether it's good luck or not, I don't know, but I would be extremely happy, so that would be, certainly be good luck for me.
0: I have good thoughts about this Hawaii trip <laughs> for you. I think this might be your time.
2: Oh, yeah. Sometimes I, I dream, Yeah, I literally dream of finding a left-calling snow and I wake up and think, oh, no, <laughs> it was only a dream. We'll be right back.
4: When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater.
1: Life moves pretty fast.
0: I traveled to an isolated house near an abandoned mining town in Colorado. I was there to meet a man who had gone there more than 40 years ago. He'd come to be alone. He says that there are days in the winter when it's so quiet that the noisiest thing is the snow hitting your jacket.
10: So when I got out here, it was obvious right away. I mean, I, I didn't go back to school. I stayed here, and I lived in a tent. Uh, because that's how I, what I needed to do to stay out here. And then after, and that was pretty much it.
0: Billy told us that in the winter, you can only get in or out of the area by skis or snowshoes. When the snow comes, usually in late November, the roads close and stay closed until May. And then Billy is really up there all alone. You can't even drive a snowmobile If Billy needs to get to town, he has to ski six miles, and then he can get on a bus to a grocery store. It takes all day. Eventually, he built himself a house, complete with a greenhouse. And a few years later, he got an old VCR and started watching movies. He hadn't watched anything for almost two decades. But the movies quickly became very important.
10: If I have a bad day or something like that, there's no outlet around here in winter. I mean, there's no one around, and I have to deal with it on my own. So I can pick a movie that if... Uh, and that's why I have so many, you know, fluff, feel-good romantic comedy movies because usually they make me feel better. But, it's, but I, can, I can adjust my moods by watching, usually by watching a movie that either fits in with my mood or contradicts it. Uh, i can I can if I have a bad day, I can get out of it because it 's so encompassing out here, and there 's no outside anything, no phone, no traffic no no one 's going to knock on my door and if they are, then there 's a real problem because so it's um uh, the movies are are, are really uh, important you know when John Candy died, I cried. I mean this is somebody who I absolutely adored.
0: Towards the end of my visit with Billy, I asked him what he hoped for the future, and he told me, "'I'd like to stay out here longer. I'd like to stay out as long as I can.'" It's been a little over four years since I went there, and when I called Billy to see how he was doing, he was still there. He's 72 now, and he had a hip replacement last April, and he says he's going to have another one soon— and it's been harder to travel around on his skis, but he says he's making it work, even when the water freezes.
8: And once it freezes, it's like taking a five hundred foot, one and a half inch hose and trying to get it to thaw out. It doesn't until the ground warms up. And I was, yeah. So it's so I have, twice a day I ski down to Gothic, and I have th- uh, three or four one-liter bottles, and I stick them in my coat pocket and ski them home. And then I melt snow from my garden, uh, which is a royal pain. I mean, I literally spend about 45 minutes a day because I have to shovel snow into a bucket, and then it has to melt, and then I have to pour it into another bucket through a screen so it filters out. Isn't this an exciting story? I'll wake you up when I'm done. So it filters out all the... uh, Debris, and then I have to take that and pour it into a watering can. Then I walk around through my garden with the watering can, and then, and so on.
0: When I visited in 2018, he showed me his huge VHS and DVD collection. But since then, he says he started streaming movies. He says he uses Netflix, Disney, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Acorn for British movies and shows. He said he recently watched Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. It's replaced When Harry Met Sally as his New Year's movie. He also just watched another old favorite, Music and Lyrics with Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore, and the Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson movie, Marry Me. And he said he thought Everything Everywhere All at Once was really good. Last time, he told us about what he calls his town trip movies, the movies he saves to watch on the nights he gets back from a trip into town. I asked him what he was looking forward to watching next.
8: Probably, and, and I'm not certain if it's The Princess Bride, because that's always a favorite. And um, The Big Year, it's with Steve Martin, Owen Wilson, Jack oh, yeah. Black, about bird, birding. And I really like it because it's a, a, it's a fun movie. And also, it's one of the few movies where they don't make fun of people who go out birding. It's actually a very interesting movie.
0: For weeks, he doesn't go to town at all. He's created a new system. He picks four or five movies a month.
8: And I can watch one a week. Of those, I save them.
0: Again, it's stupid. It's a reward system. It's
8: kind of like, I took care of this job and this job and this job tonight. Or, it was a miserable day. I had to break trail and the wind was blowing and terrible. Uh, It's a system that, that, you know, has worked for me for years. And it's fun. It's like, yay, look at all the ones I still have to watch this one. Rather than in November going, I want to watch all these right away. You have to have patience for that. But I've been out here a long time. It's one thing I've learned is patience.
0: You know a movie I saw recently that I hadn't seen in a long time? Notting Hill.
8: Oh, I love Nodding Hill. It's always been one of my township movies, um, it's one of my top favorite movies ever. But the thing about movies, I recommended that to a good friend of mine. And she, and I said, did you watch it? And she said, yeah, I had to turn it off. I didn't like it. It was so unrealistic. It was, you know. So who knows? That's why I don't like recommending movies, because people have different tastes.
0: Have you seen The Holiday?
8: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jack Black, I usually don't... I, I sometimes don't care for him. He's too wild and crazy, but... Uh, when he tones it down a bit, he's really good.
0: You know, these past couple of years, certainly since I've seen you, there are a lot of people with this pandemic who have found themselves spending a lot more time alone and isolated in their homes. I was thinking, you know, and and figuring out how to be okay being by themselves. And I was thinking that that must have been interesting for you because you've gotten pretty good at that.
8: Yeah, it wasn't much of a change. What I suggested was to make goals that, that you know, they might be different than what you're used to, but make goals to try to do things, to try to accomplish things, and give yourself rewards, you know. Uh, my reward every night is to watch a movie that I'm in the mood to watch, which is why I watch one every night. Uh, But you can do that other places, and you can do other things, you know. Someone could change their style so they go out a half an hour before sunrise every day and go for a walk. And then when you get back, you've accomplished something. You've gotten some exercise. I mean, there's a lot of different ways people can do that, but, you know, uh, I feel good when I'm done. I feel good when I've done all my chores, you know. and, uh, you know, people have to make their own. I can't say to someone, oh yeah, go out and cut wood, because it's like, right, the only wood I can cut is the trees out in front of my house. And So I can't tell people what to do. I can only tell people the way I approached it. And, you know, it wasn't all that different than normal. I mean, nothing has really changed since the time I saw you, other than my legs took a real steep downgrade, and now hopefully it'll get better.
0: Well, next winter, you'll have a banner year. You'll oh, break all goodness. the
8: records. Oh, yeah, next winter, I'm skiing from here to New York. <laughs> um,
9: my name is Frank Dumas Fourth. I go to Bethesda Elementary School, and I am in the fifth grade. I like playing basketball and video games.
0: And spelling and
9: or? I went to the Scripps National Spelling Bee.
0: We first spoke with Frank Dumas last year. Frank, who was 10 years old, was about to compete in the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C. During our conversation, I asked him what his favorite word was probably jalapeno. <laughs> jalapeno, how do you j a l a p e n o? Yeah. We also spoke with Jacques Bailey. He's the pronouncer for the Scripps National Spelling Bee and has been for almost 20 years. It's his job to give spellers their word and the definition and language of origin if they ask for it.
2: Incannabula.
5: Incannabula.
0: Yes. Um, may I please have the
3: definition?
2: Incannabula means books printed before 1501.
3: May I please have the language of origin? It's Latin. How do you
2: spell that? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Sardoodledum.
3: <laughs> Sardoodledum. <laughs> <Sardoodledom.
2: laughs> that, that that sounds about right. S Sardoodledum.
3: Sardoodle dum.
2: Num
9: Numnut.
2: Numnut is a felt or sheepskin pad placed between a horse's back and the saddle to prevent chafing. Can can I get can I say it and then you say it? Yeah. Numnut.
9: Oh, (laughs) numnut. That's a relief.
8: you know you have about 250 kids there and only one is going to get the first prize but i think they need to know that we're pretty sincere that they're all winners rather than you know we've got one winner you know and and even the idea that that's the best speller is uh, it's patently obvious to the person who wins that it could have been somebody else every single year they they give a little speech and it's almost predictable that they'll say you no know, it could have been one of you.
0: Frank, how have you been? I've been good. Yeah, you're a fifth grader now. Yeah. What was it like to be on stage in Washington?
9: So there were two clocks on the sides, like on this side and on this side. Instead of saying this side, you said <laughs> The right <laughs> side and the left side. Thank you. And then... Like, at the top, or on the roof, there were, like, blue-yellow lights, and they were, like, shining down on the stage.
0: Oh, so it was really, it was a lot of lights on you.
9: Yeah. I got out on embouchure. Embouchure. It's a French word. I think I spelled it a m. A-M-B-O-U-C-H-U-R-E instead of E-M. So, yeah, I was pretty disappointed, but I was still having fun.
0: Yeah. What did you think,
5: Kenya? And, I mean, as a mother— Oh, my gosh. My, I, I had butterflies.
0: Kenya Dumas, Frank's mother.
5: You know, my, my stomach was in knots, and— it, it was amazing. He was um, contestant number one hundred forty-three. Um, there were close to two hundred kids, so you know I, I sat through you know all the rounds, and uh, <laughs> so right before Frank, you know they went through, they went through words that I knew he could spell. <laughs> so like the. Five words preceding him I was like okay, okay. So he's gonna get something good, and he gets that word, and I'm like, I'm for sure. So I don't know how to spell it. I had never heard of it, but yeah. Um, the The beauty of it was that you you don't just root for your own kid. You do, but you don't. You know what I mean? It was um, a really nice contest, and those kids were amazing.
9: Yeah, I made a
0: couple of friends. Were they really serious? Were some of the kids really serious about...
9: Yes, yeah, some of them. Not all of them, though.
0: Okay. Were you more friends with the kids who were a little less serious or more serious? Who did you like?
9: Less serious. Because <laughs> they wanted to have fun.
0: They were there to have fun. Yeah. The bee ended in a spell-off where two spellers have 90 seconds each to correctly spell as many words as they can from a list. The winner was Harini Logan, a 14-year-old from San Antonio, Texas. It was her fourth time at the spelling bee. Her winning word was moorhen, which is defined as the female of the red grouse.
5: What happened when you got home? I don't really remember it. Okay, may I cut in? Yeah. There's a Frank Dumas the Fourth Day. So he was awarded You have a dead there's a, a proclamation yeah. for Frank Dumas the Fourth Day through the Durham City Council. And so he was invited to that meeting and the proclamation was read and um, standing ovation. It was amazing. The accolades just keep coming for this young man. Uh, Frank, do you get to do anything you want on your day? I would think it's, you you just, you get to
0: make all the rules. No school, eat what you want, video games all day. I mean, it's your day. Do you think your parents would go for that?
5: We can negotiate. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe half a day, a couple of hours.
0: Thanks very much for listening over the last five years. We feel very lucky that we get to make this show. And we'll be back with a new story in a couple of weeks. This Is Love is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Libby Foster, Lily Clark, Lena Sillison, and Megan Kinane. Our technical director is Rob Byers. Engineering by Russ Henry. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review. It means a lot. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This Is Love is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge and this is Love.
1: Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure, it's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.
7: From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, the Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.